A man's man's a nigga who built the ship, not the nigga who catches the fish, nigga. Now, if you can build a ship and catch the fish, then you a you magnificent man. Oh, you magnificent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You magnificent, yeah. man. Um, Fresh about Fresh podcast. We here the fourth, the four year anniversary. Four year anniversary. Yo, yo, yo. Curtis Metcalf here with my cohort. Partner in crime, Dez.J. D, what up, y'all? What up? What up? Man, we having we having a lot of. Why can we roll up and fuck this stuff? We could. You can. Okay. You welcome to it. We're gonna be talking about random things, a lot of things, important things. First of all, I wanna I wanna bless this podcast. Like you know, God afforded me to have four years of this thing. Hallelujah. I ain't think I was going to do a whole lot of this. I mean, I just thought that my random thoughts was worth something, and I just recorded them. I really recorded this for like, I really started this because my 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 late wife talked about doing a podcast. God bless R.I.P. Yes. Tasha, Tasha Skidmore. Always dedicate the season, the episode to her because, you know, she passed away on this day and back in 2019, four years ago. You know, uh, she had uh, leukemia, had been suffering for it, had been fighting it for a long time. Cancer fucking sucks. Man. Yeah, yeah, leukemia is just another form of cancer. So, you know, really realize y'all do y'all knowledge in our uh, research on leukemia, somebody you might know might have it. Just understand what they're going through. And uh, I know she wanted to do like a uh, talk show or podcast on like small business and, and relationships and stuff. So it's just like I feel like a little bit of the juice she had that, that, that I, she passed it on to me. Or something like that, and I really wanted her to like listen to it and enjoy it because it's like it's some it's some it's some things that she was missing out, but then it was some stuff that she had with her being from New Orleans and stuff. <laughs> so, uh, I know as far as on the hip hop side, she put me on to some stuff. She put me on to some, to some stuff, and it made me go through a wormhole. Like anytime. Anytime Eric B and Rock him, the uh, the paid and fool, the cold cut remix, this is a journey in the sound. And I'm like, yeah, everybody who's a rapper in New Orleans rapped over that, you know what I'm saying? And they jammed that, you know? They jammed that. So for, for all the all the detractors or people who think that down south people didn't dig East Coast stuff. Nah, they had some stuff that they listened to. It's just that they. Grew. I think they really just had no choice. I mean, to be honest with you, how could you have how how could you really have a choice at at a certain point in hip hop of not liking stuff from the north because that's all there really was on the radio that certain period of time. Let's start there. At one point, that's all that it was that we had to hear, and a lot of people say that, but you know, it's in a negative way. It's in the it's in the negative way that you know, oh man, that was rappers in, in the south and stuff, but you wasn't getting heard. You wasn't getting heard. That it was just that what was hitting. 
Run DMC was hitting. Houdini was hitting. There's some people that don't go past that. There's some people that don't know that some of them folks is from down south, too. Say word. You know what I'm saying? And I can say say word. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly. a, it's you in can. the vernacular. It's in the vernacular. A lot, a lot All of, this shit is, a, is a, here for us to use, yo. A lot of hip-hop started in HBCUs, man. And a lot of them kept from all over the south, man. You know what I'm saying? Let it's the just, truth be known. So, like, just because just cause, just cause you're a DJ or... The main dude that rapped in y'all group was from New Jersey. Don't mean the other dude that rapped in the group was from Maryland. And yes, Maryland is the South, by the way. Maryland is the South. The Mason-Dixon line and, um, mixed that. Was, uh, meets that. If, or was it from, you know? Maryland. Maryland. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It stops there. Like, it, stop, it literally stops at Maryland as soon as you skip to New Jersey, bro. It literally stops there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually experienced that, too. Yeah, you, you can see it. Like if you if you go there, you you'll see it. Yeah, like yeah. right away, bro. You yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah. Because Maryland is drastically different from Pennsylvania. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> and um, but yeah, man. No, just to, just to piggyback off what you was talking about. Of like course. I think I think a lot of times, you know, um, you know, folks in the South will will feel like they didn't get enough props, but you can't know it. I say don't blame the New Yorkers for that. Blame your own people that went up there and act, didn't act like they was from the South. The South no more. <laughs> and Stop then there's a difference. Them. And then there's a difference. Then there's a difference. There are people who 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 act like they just came up, came up on a million dollars once they get from the South. You know what I'm saying? Mobile people. How many mobile say, people out right now that you know is out in the front mobile and don't say a damn word every time? Like, they can get up and get a BT award. And they don't say, man, shout out mobile. Everybody be waiting on it. Never fucking happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's been a long running thing that's been going on forever, too. Because people are sti- people escape by it. People are saying the South. But then they won't say where they from. Where they they from? won't say mobile. Yeah, they won't, they won't say mobile or something. I'm sitting there like watching that. the wars and stuff. I'll be like, I know this nigga, man. For some reason they say everything. Alabama niggas will say roll tide before niggas they say, say Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> niggas will say Alabama before they say Mobile. Yeah. And knowing good and well that the rest of Alabama is trying to be like Mobile. Yeah. Like Mobile is older than Alabama. Exactly. exactly. Mobile is older than Alabama. If you never heard anybody else say that, Mobile is older than Alabama. Oh, yeah. You'd have heard the whole scheme about Mardi Gras. Louisiana Purchase. We used to be a part of Louisiana, and so was... It was the capital. Yeah. It was the capital of Louisiana Territory. Yeah. Alabama wasn't even established. The ter- I mean, statehood wasn't even established until, nah, like... They bought it, they bought it from, Fran- from France, didn't they? Didn't they they, they, they bought warred. It? They won. They warred with France. Yeah. And that was Spain. That was, like, on opposite sides. So like, the, the Pensacola side. Right. Like, the Pensacola side was really... Louisiana territory and part of Mobile okay. until a certain point. That's what and there I, that's was what many I thought, wars. Like, reaching way over there, like they had, yeah, stretch, they had stretched it, across the gulf. It was far reaching. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. So yes. That was war eighteen twelve, yes, right? Yeah, yes. Look, look how we giving our Jews and shit here. We didn't even make notes. I didn't even. We you know point people. We point people to this. This is stuff we learned in school. Yeah. <laughs> this is stuff. This is stuff we learned in school and we read up after that. You know, exactly. because the the glorious part of education is like uh, reading 
things outside of the curriculum. Like you, you took it upon yourself to read about stuff outside of school or what, what your teacher taught. So yeah, so years and years of picking up on stuff. Yeah, people don't know about the um the uh the failed Republic of West Florida. Oh, yeah, that yeah. shit was going to include like Biloxi, Gulfport, parts of uh New Orleans East. That shit didn't last but like a year. <laughs> it, it was a whole lot of uh, uprisings. Uprisings and coups and stuff that happened oh. in between that. And then there was like some back and forth between Spain and French about who was going to really own Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, long story short, a lot of people are confused. <laughs> a lot of people are confused about the regions. Let's, 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 let's go ahead yeah. and... um. And go back to how that correlates to music and entertainment. Yeah, this serves good. That's the intro for for this uh fourth anniversary too. You know what I'm saying? We give them an education, then we gonna give them. Yeah. I, you know what? Go ahead, bro. Go okay. Ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I, got it. It, it, the correlation between that and entertainment is the reason why people on either coast notice. I use the word coast. I didn't use the heartland because the heartland has no damn coast. Okay, no, it's landlocked. It's landlocked. It's landlocked. So you know when you, when you um, when you, pretty much in the Midwest or anything like that, there's a whole bunch of societal norms that just really get locked into that place. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like being stuck in a fun house or a haunted house, depending on which one you at. You know what I'm saying? Which state you in or what city you in? But when it comes to the coast, yeah, New York is always gonna be. It's always going to be dope because folks from the South and the West come there. The South is going to always be dope because people from the North and the West come there. Texas is always going to be somewhere between the Midwest and the South and the East Coast because they also are on the coast. You have the Gulf Coast, the Gulf Coast attached to them. And anywhere that you have a coast, you're going to have diversity. When you have diversity of people, you have diversity of music. So you can always, I can, it will always be granted that the greatest music is always going to come from the coast. It's just going to be more diverse. Whatever the Midwest has to offer is because of basically not having shit to do out there and getting really, really good at being rappers because they ain't got shit to do. And they got that one cousin that came from New York and brought him a mixtape and they, or they would just watch some shit on TV, like for real. Like, the idle mind is not always the devil's playground. Sometimes the idle mind is completely a goddamn symphony just waiting to happen. And that's why you get such, such good music from the Midwest. Because there ain't a lot of shit to do out there. Y'all niggas confront like it is. But, you know, just fucking random white hoes and getting in, I don't know, playing on the football team ain't the same as sailing off on a yacht on on in, on the goddamn, on, on in the Gulf or goddamn Miami or some shit. Y'all can act like it is, but trailers, park fights, and goddamn... Um, <laughs> you just made me think. You just made me think about. Uh, it ain't the same, bro. You know what I'm saying? I already know it ain't the same. You you just made me think about the uh the uh the white boy, the white boy who's like game banging. I got time. I got time today, cause yeah, you was talking all that punchy when I had time, but today I got time, cause they got time, right? Got time, like bro. like 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 okay. That couldn't have happened under any other circumstance other than being influenced by rap music. Exactly. A hip-hop culture. Like, you know, really represent 
Yeah, man. Where you from and stuff. Yeah. They like try to be okay. Since rappers delight, New York has been that. No, in any, it's just like into the Spider Verse, right? New York has been the main thing to wage against because the shit started there. Yeah. Like L.A., L.A. is making a strong claim. Their story just has to be told. It's just when the story of hip hop is always just the told. Other side of the magnet, bro. That's all they are. They just the other side of the magnet. And when you put and when you put the South in there, that's just like when you try to put the two sides of the magnet together, and for some reason they won't they won't come together. They just split apart. Yeah. The South is the space in between that shit that represents that represents that that dark matter in between two magnets that won't stick because you can't put the South. In any sort of category, it has to. All parts have to exist on their own. Because all the origins of music that that makes hip hop, some well at least eighty percent of the origins besides besides Caribbean music and some stuff that we started doing. What I would say eighty percent of it besides besides Caribbean music basically comes from the south. Jazz and blues. I mean, if we want to, if we really want to take it there, yeah, jazz and blues. So you you, just said it, blues. Yeah. Blues. Jazz, blues, and gospel. And I don't even know if you can say blues, the difference between blues the blues, the blues. The blues. That's the main... That's the that's like the grandfather. That's like the grandfather of all music in this I'm nation. It's, uh, it's blues and then jazz split off from that. And yeah. that's... Doubt that's two of the same thing as this yeah. at the same time. Blue, jazz, blues is blue, jazz, jazz is extended, it's the extended mix of the blues instrumental, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then jazz, jazz spawns off rock, yeah, it spawns off which spawns off punk, yeah. And why at the same time, funk is being developed, yeah, because blues, blues fusion is, is there. Blues you know what I'm saying? Because somebody work. somebody thought somebody thought to put rock and jazz together. Yeah. But keep it instrumental. Yeah. You know? Cause there's some vocal there's some vocal supremacy in it. You know what I'm saying? Because we wouldn't have we wouldn't have Anita Baker. We wouldn't have Sarah Vaughn. Well, it we went back have, to the that it went back to the vocal We would have Phyllis Hyman. Exactly, but blues did Angela that. Angela Bofield. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. did that. Yes, they did. Because blues, without all the music, was exactly the same. Without the lyric, not exactly the same. Because you have better guitarists and whatever, whatever. But very similar. Some of it, a lot of the time, very repetitious, like it is now. Even it was even, all driven. You know it was what I'm saying? It's it all, was all driven, driven in the same. But it, the lyrics was always telling a story, something different, and all that type of stuff. And so you really, really look to lyrics when you when you're talking about down home blues. The lyrics is what make that shit happen. Mm-hmm. Because I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Because a lot, a lot, a lot of the, um, the driven, the driven music was similar to each other. Yeah. So it wasn't until normally, if you listen to blues, it's not until there's a horn solo, a drum solo, or a guitar solo that you be like, oh shit, that music really, really jumping. Because as long as the drums jumping and that singer going, you straight. Because they're gonna be driving the same pitch the whole entire time. But whoever do the solo, that's but with jazz, jazz was like almost everybody had a solo. Yeah, that 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 shit was like that was the beginning of a making carousel, bad chords. A like carousel, the whole, the whole band would be a chord. You yeah, know what I'm saying like they're all playing. They basically a quintet could be playing like an orchestra. 
they're all playing at the same volume, but in sync. Not yeah. fighting against each other like blues yeah. would do. You know they are playing. They are playing the blues though. They are. They will take some stuff. But it's slow. Flip. I'd have heard. I'd have. It, it's, it's you even, listen to enough Yusef Latif albums. Yeah. You'll hear. You'll listen to some Rashawn Roland Kirk, but flip it to Angela Bofield. Yeah. Phyllis Hyman. They still carrying the blues. They still carrying the blues that's with them, but, that's something but it's jazz though. in and it jazz, too. That's you know, special though. it's both it's living at the same them time. Bands, them bands is bigger. And them bands is bigger, bro. Them bands is bigger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Them bands is bigger. They bro. took it. They took it either way. They took it either to like where it could be played. Where you know, they captured what was going on in the nightclubs in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, crossing over into the orchestra. In the arenas. Hold on, man. I think I think we are straight into um, um, music nerd territory. Yeah, we nerded. We nerding out right now. Bro. I mean, really. Re- I mean, really. <laughs> this is the episode to show it, though. Right, yeah, okay, We've yeah. been talking about. I know. Ooh, great point. Great segue into something. <laughs> I started this podcast just to be talking about strictly some southern hip hop because it's one guy I was talking to online. And I don't wanna I don't wanna forget his name. He's from France. He speaks French at least. I was on Twitter about like I'ma say three years ago. Pandemic period. Yeah, uh, what you want? I'm top this off. Okay. We brown bagging in here, by the way. <laughs> Dead Star just put me on to some uh, eggnog pretty early. Pretty early, you know what I'm saying? I, I really don't get into eggnog drinking until like the last week. <laughs> like December 20th. <laughs> as, soon but, put, as soon as they put it on the show. They oh, the you issue, you right? one of them. Yeah. You one of them people. As soon as they put it on Shout the out show. to all the people that know the exact day that eggnog drops in your, in your favorite grocery store. And liquor store, I would tell you right now. I you already check. got the liquor, so you ain't lagging. <laughs> You ain't lagging at all. Um, the reason I started this podcast was specifically, and I want this to be known world class. I know, I know my frequency is reaching out there, but the question was asked: Why does the South always take credit for what the East Coast and already for what the West Coast and already did? Okay, like. Independent record hustling, selling that, selling stuff out the trunk. Yeah. Come on, I grew up off of that Miami base. I grew up off of that success and effect. I grew up off of uh, Miami boys. I grew up off of uh, Two Live Crew. Yeah, that's usually the point yeah. that they make it as far as Miami. Uh-huh. But there's a lot of history. There's a lot of old school rap history behind. How Miami Bass even got started. There's a whole lot of MC ADE. Yeah, uh, uh, Dynamix 2. Dog, um, them, niggas were, them niggas was living in the East Coast Amos, Hollywood, bro. Amos Larkin, Amos Larkin the third, who, who's mixing, you know, what they call a rough mix now? His rough mix was the 808 already turned up. Yeah, oh, shit. So he went back. He heard something. Yeah. He heard something. Went back in the mix. Yeah. You know, like, he was the one that really employed the uses of uh, having your rough mix. Yeah. 
Yeah. Played out in public. Played he took public. his shit that a producer today wouldn't take out in public and let you hear. Yeah. You hear that shit 20, 30 years later. Yeah. An amazing song. It's like hearing Michael Jackson Thriller, a rough mix of that rough shit. Rough mix of that shit, yeah. And Quincy Jones just leaked that out. Yeah. All right. What he heard was so magnificent. Let me see if I can turn this down by having it hidden just as hard. Without, without, it without, bleeding, without, without it bleeding, without it bleeding into yeah. the red, you know, yeah, in other words, without it being sounded distorted, go, go, we gotta have some clean let's, shit. Let's I go, wanna hear this in the car. Let's go from nine. Let's go from nine to six, and let me cut out. Let me clip some of that damn what's the name? So that bitch. So it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You make sure the wavelength is goddamn is going on the slope instead of goddamn just up and down. Because if it's going up and down with no slope, goddamn, that shit need to go like this. Need to curve at the top. The, the wavelength need to curve at the top. If it don't curve at the top, you gonna blow niggas speakers, bro. That shit need to be like jumping and dunking, nigga. Like you get up, boom, dunk, get down to the ground. Yeah. Not just jump up, dunk, and then your head hit the damn rim, nigga, and goddamn, and you pay. You know what I'm saying? And you get knocked out by the fucking rim. It has to have some grace to it. And the south, the south originated having having some goddamn grace to some deep ass drums, dog. Like some real, Listen here. real shit. Listen here, we would have Suave House yeah. if that type of thinking wasn't going on. Mm-hmm. You know, you could give credit to Dr. Dre for the chronic and all that, but before that. But he sampled some shit. He sampled some shit. Before Dre. Dre before sampled, Dre, that, Dre, before Dre, Dre dropped the album, how much good shit that we had. Dre sampled shit where other musicians already knew how to do that. I'm talking live musicians knew how to do that by, by playing live instruments. They already knew what niggas with that was using eight oh eight machines didn't know how to do. So with Dre, Dre, I'm thinking Dre as as a music producer is listening to that shit and was like, "Oh, okay, this is how I make this happen." Yeah. Based off the samples, like Crate Diggers, dog. Let's keep it real, man. Crate Diggers are, are, are a different breed of beat makers. You got beat makers, then you got Crate Diggers. Crate Diggers, they 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 actual they know the arts, man. They they love. To they did worked up. They did worked up for the most shit, shittiest samples. Bruh. They actually dropped the needle on records. They actually had the shit. Like they actually had this shit. I put it to you like this, man. If somebody gave you a whole kitchen full of pre-made food, it's all delicious. Some of it's kind of whack. You don't feel for it, but it's all edible. And you had a whole kitchen full of that shit. And then you give one nigga a goddamn steak and some mashed potatoes and some corn. I put I got I swear to God, me personally, I'd rather be the nigga with a whole kitchen full of pre-cooked shit. Yeah. Because I know I could feed more people, because I know I have a whole lot of more in my bag, nigga. I know I can make different I know I can make different type of shit and, and get and get really, really creative. With the things that's already been placed in front of me versus knowing exactly what I'm going to do with that that raw shit. I know what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to either barbecue that steak, fry that steak, cut the potatoes up and make some goddamn roast potatoes. Oh, I'm going to do a baked potato. I'm going to do mashed potatoes. I'm going to roast the corn and put the corn. But if you got, if I got a whole room full of this shit, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, nigga. I'm going to just have to sit here and get high and figure the fuck out. Because you too. Because you too. Astounded and be dazzled by the room and what's in it. Exactly, and that's where do you start? Yeah, yeah, you scare yourself out of. That's how I look at motherfuckers who who did crates. When you did crates, man, you just have a different type of mindset. You like, oh my god, so so many different options. When you have to, when you just making it from your mind, sometimes 
is great because I do that a lot too. But sometimes you're not really, I ain't going to say motivated, like your muse is not there. Something that inspired your inspiration is not there. Oh, you know yeah. oh, oh, you so serious right now. Your inspiration is not there. So I've she, been feeling like that. Yeah. Creatively for a long time. Other people like, that inspire like, you. Sometimes yeah. you need a muse around. You feel what I'm saying? Other yeah. things will inspire yeah. you. But, but you, then what's better than pulling it out of yourself? That that's the thing, bro. And like that that's really those those beats right there, the ones that you just pull out of yourself. Yeah. Without no inspiration whatsoever. Yeah. They be whack a lot. <laughs> Nobody ever admits the whack shit they did. I I wasn't always a hot beat maker. No. I was whack at first. No. I was whack at first. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm, I was I was whack for like three years, bro. <laughs> like give or take. Like I always put up that like I want my I wanted my beats if I can make them. Yeah. To be like Pete Rock. To be like brand newbie beats. To be like those try called Quest De La Soul. Yeah. 45 King, rest in peace of 45 King, 45 King style of beats. Yeah. Like, that shit was yeah. real, and it was funky, and it was sparkly. Okay, it had so a spark. So, all right, so if you, all right, this, since, we, since we on. Yeah. Once again, fourth yeah. anniversary, man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, come on, come on, come on now. I know people who have done podcasts, they're like on their 200th. 250th episode <laughs> like yeah. them dudes be going hard yeah, they be like going. they find you think I talk about stuff these guys got stuff like and I kind of envy them because they they know all about the modern shit like they know they own whatever the hot topic is now Oh, and yeah. they'll they'll make a bigger conversation out of that oh, nigga, than we I, are out of out oh, of see, just this minimal shit no, that we talking about. I'm listen. I'm doing you a favor by doing that, dog. Because I've, <laughs> I've been on MTO all day, dog. I know. I know. I, I know all the shit that is going on. I know all the shit that is going on. For real, I get if I was a, if I was a, a producer of publishing gossip, yeah. I would be. On that shit, like the Kiki Palmer, the recent Kiki Palmer shit that's going yeah. on right now, see, dog, which I like, feel is like disgusting. You like three weeks later, dog. You see, you see what I'm saying? See what dog? I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm like on Facebook and shit. Yeah, you, you know, know. You know what I'm saying? Twitter yeah. been it popped off and you ain't with even, the and current thing at, first, but then Facebook comes with a whole of later and shit. But you ain't even look at the top of the screen where where you can see it says six weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's that shit. Oh, I'm clocking the time. I'm clocking the time of how old some yeah. shit is. Like yeah, damn. Nah, Nah, I mean, like, it's, I don't know, you can't even follow, follow, follow the sites like that, but it'd be some funny shit happening on a daily basis. I, br- I you know, I kind of, like, bump, bump shoulders with them a little bit, you know what I'm saying? I'll see some shit, because somebody I know who I feel is more intelligent than me, they posting that shit. So everybody on some ratchet shit. Everybody got some of the yeah. same shit, you know. Yeah, and that's so, and that's, so the, that's now the that's gonna I, make me peep out what the shit is, even though I know it's some bullshit. Alright, so this this is what we should do. One of these days Hold on, before we go even even further in there, because we get wild. Okay, okay. We get well, wild. We, I was about we, to we was talking about beats, right? Yes, yeah, so I was about yeah. to ask you a question. Alright, yeah. so the All question right. was if you could if you could say who your two I'm not even about to give you a Mount Rushmore. I'm just not giving you one option. I'm giving you two options because I'm going to okay. take the two options This too. is better. This is better. I'll, take, I like I'll give you better. two options. So. You make me think. If if you could have two producers, one devil, one angel sitting on your shoulders Ooh. while you're making the liveest beat you ever made in Ooh. your whole entire life, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. Who would they be? Oh, God. 
Why you do that to me like that? Um, that type of question deserves a world class answer. And um, damn, DJ Premier and Dr. Dre. Even though that sounds so so much like a casual answer, I have my I have my I mean, if reservations and answers. And that's where it should be at. But now you, these days, you got to give a whole ass explanation yeah, instead of because you can't give them the feeling. Yeah, you got to say you, you can't give these folks the feeling of what I just said. Yeah, you can't, yeah. You got to the you ultimate the ultimate hip hop album, DJ Premier and Dr. Dre. Okay, exactly. And I felt like that's so much of a respect thing right there because that was a time in hip hop where the dopest rappers. Like, niggas couldn't really come with a top 10 in the 80s because your favorite rappers weren't even on the same song together. Them niggas was putting it out there solid on their own. Rakim ain't never guessed it. Rakim guessed it with one rapper ever in his whole career. He wasn't even on the same song with more than four rappers. Like really, Gangstar, recent me- recent memory, Gangstar, Militia Part Two with WC on it. Rakim had the third verse. Yeah, song with Mob Deep. He had a song with Mob Deep. He crossed into the generation. I mean, it goes it goes without saying that Rakim changed the way folks rapped. Yeah. He changed the whole scheme and behind fun, and, rap. And you know what the funny thing is? When I found out that Rakim was doing most of the beats, I should put him as one of, as one of the guards on my shoulder, dog, because at the end of the day, the beats were live as fuck at, at the moment. He reached you. He you reached you. It was just, Rakim nah, did it all, for real, yeah. man. Like, he could program an SP-1200. He could make the beat. He could produce. In school, he played trumpet, but didn't want to play. He played why saxophone that, or something. Why, why that nigga don't make... Oh. You know what? I'm friends with him on Facebook, man. I'm going um, to start a petition, man, for Rakim to start making beats because I want to rap on a Rakim beat. He I does what he wants. When you get to the point when you get to the point to where it's like you that influential and you see it, you, you, start, nah, I just, I, you start making less nah, I just, stuff. I just, I, just, I just find niggas' phone numbers and call them and shit and just see, can I make beats? Can I get a beat from you? You know what I'm saying? I mean, niggas can't do nothing but hang up, right? You feel what I'm saying? So like, or have a whole ass conversation. Or have a whole ass conversation. And all those people... All those people will sit at least sit with you on the phone and shit. Like people know. are surprised about that, though. To be honest, I mean, with you. wow. People are. Really I was going to say that, that you just made me come to my point. Uh, pause. <laughs> Grap lover Pete Rock's younger brother had revealed some a lot of stuff. He he reveals a lot of dope stuff. Uh, even down to the uh, album title of I and I. Uh, it's been called like center of attraction forever since it got bootlegged in '98, and then coming into these recent times, letting us know that the original album title was called "The Life I Live," which is a title, which is a song that's on the uh, and I album "Center of Attraction." You know, um, since I learned that news, I stopped calling it "Center of Attraction." But he just revealed something about uh. Uh, Pete Rock and CL Smooth, uh, the main ingredient album. Uh, yesterday was the um, the twenty ninth. It was the twenty ninth anniversary. It dropped November 9th, nineteen ninety four. The okay, main ingredient. Yeah, yeah that's twenty ninth. Yeah. Um, 
Grap let me know that. Well, Grap let the world know that that was like uh, he was he has a cassette copy like that rough copy. Oh, the rough, yeah, the shit. Well, the rough probably, album, the, the, the rough draft of the album that didn't even make some songs. Probably didn't even make the whole album. Not even songs that didn't make the album, but songs with people that participated on the song. Yeah, they and they didn't, didn't get their credit. It's yeah, that version. Yeah, okay. He said, "There's a version of Caramel City on the cassette." That has a uh, video Moico on it from a uh, she song on Tribe called Quest Records. Okay, okay, I know. Versus from the Abstract. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she song on the De La Soul song, uh, a roller skating jam named yeah. Saturday. Oh yeah, roller skating jam Saturday. She song yeah. on um, she song on um, uh, what's the Black Star song? Knowledge of Self, Determination from that Black Star album from '98. Yeah, she's like a legend. And it's like, they took her off the song. Now, Caramel City has a whole different texture to it, to me now. Mm. Now that I have this tidbit of information, because I know how okay. Video Mika would sound how, like yeah, on how, how she shit. Sound, yeah, yeah. He said, they took her off that song. She's on Searching, which is further off more deeper into the album. But she's not credited. And you know me, I read credits. I know that. I read credits and everything. Speaking of credits, there's this account on Twitter because I, I refuse to call it X. <laughs> Who does, though? I mean, <laughs> Elon, you tripping. I just keep, I keep trying to clip that shit off my screen and it's just the logo. And that's what's fucking with me, man. To be, I'm too high for X, bro. I, I literally be trying to close that shit out on my screen. And then I'm realizing it's the logo on the same side with X. Man, on the side of Twitter that I'm on, it's cool. You know, you know, if you ain't, if you've been on Twitter, because there are people that have been on Twitter since like the late 2000s, like before 2009 and shit. I got on 2011 and I've been on that. I've been on that for a while. But. You can't even give people the feeling because everything is contested. This can't be your goat. When you say this is your goat, this can't be your top ten list. When you say this is your this is your top ten list. It's Twitter where people basically see because I stayed away from Twitter. So I know Facebook is where you go to argue with people that you kinda know. And You sorta know. You sorta know. Yeah, that was the and, thing. And, and is, yeah. Twi- is Twitter the place that you go to argue with complete strangers all across the world, man? Is that is that basically? It seems like the volume on Twitter for that is high. High, right? It's high. It's high for, because it seems like Instagram is, is about showing your life and who you are and just displaying yourself to the world. And then Twitter is more like. Let me tell all you motherfuckers how I feel in a short and succinct way <laughs> about whatever fucking topic possible, right? Like whatever, how whatever I'm feeling. Everybody's that day. everybody is some sort of expert <coughs> on Twitter. There are very few people who really in the given subject that they do because you see them do it. You following them. Do you know what that. the mate? I'm, I might, I might just be really high. And everybody has an I ego might, too. Let, just, let, might, let that be told too. I might just be really high, but I think I know what. And I'm glad you're documenting this because I think I know what just happened to the world. 
in Uh-oh. the past in the past Uh-oh. forty years, dog. Should you say this on record? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say. Oh, okay, that the day it is. I I think I know what just happened to the world. What they did was create enough social networking and gather all that information for there to be a different part of the brain for each part that they need for artificial intelligence. So you have the narcissistic part of the brain, which is IG. Then you have the analytical part of the brain, which is Twitter. And then you have the part of the brain that has all knowledges and images and all that type of th- shit, the prefrontal cortex, which is YouTube. And then you have Facebook, which is full of love and empathy and hate and trust issues and all that type of shit where people just vent about their life. And then boom, you can kind of get a spectrum of what the human being mind is like. And if you can actually code that, which is code has already been written on it, all you have to do is implant that into AI and they can understand how a human brain works. I mean, <laughs> but that that's just that's just a loose a loose hypothesis. <laughs> I came up with this, this You threw the you threw the Hey, if it don't work for you in real life, <laughs> don't blame me, you know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm just, just saying, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you throw the hands up in the whole situation. Hey man, you know, don't go telling your boss that shit. <laughs> You're gonna get pissed at I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Listen, man. You know how in like the nineteen forties all the way into up into the nineteen fifties, like all the white kids and black kids or whatever, whatever, they were either listening to rock and roll jazz or all that type of shit. They were dressing they would get dressed up everywhere, wear a tie. Like, you see, like, a six-year-old in a fucking tie on a Tuesday or some shit like that. He'd be in, you know, on a playground with some shorts on and a fucking cardigan, just living his best life. And that's that's how it was back then. And then, all of a sudden, they, they became some sort of counterculture, and the counterculture was the motherfuckers who rode motorcycles and some shit like that and, and went to the went to the goddamn the milkshake place and caused problems and did all that dumb shit you know they called them greasers they drove fast cars and goddamn uh drank beer and shit and all the all the young girls loved them okay <laughs> that's, that's fucking 1950 all right then fast forward to 1960 1970 when you transformed to 1960-1970 you had the revolutionary motherfucker, and then you had the motherfucking warriors. So you had the warriors that was coming off of Vietnam, and they had their families and all that type of shit, and they were supposed to be good old, good old United States citizens and, and all that type of shit. That's who they were supposed to be. Half of them, you know, got fucked up by the system. The other half, goddamn, made a whole lot of money in politics, and they started getting mad dope, you know, throughout, throughout that time. And niggas was getting money, too. From basically from selling drugs, niggas got rich. niggas got rich around that time, and when niggas got rich around that time, you had the Black Panther motherfuckers, and then you had the the civil rights people, but they were on the other side of the fence with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, what I'm trying, what I'm, the thing I'm trying to say is when you get to this time, the way that we look at the young rappers is the same way. That goddamn when um those same black folks that we that 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 was, you know, being civil rights activists and all that type of shit 
saw goddamn, I don't know, African Bambada dress up for the first time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they was like, the fuck? The fuck, you, yeah. You know <laughs> I'm pretty sure they was like, the fuck? That shit was throw. Yeah, shit was throw. That shit was throw. And... Like, nigga, you you got you got an African head, you got an Indian headdress on. I had to remember. Y'all some, niggas got y'all niggas, shit the other day, bro. y'all niggas got the pointer sisters. So I'm so excited. Yeah. Shades on and shit. What what the fuck is y'all dudes on? Did, y'all on some wild shit. I had to real I had to really really realize some shit the other day. Like maybe maybe these niggas are speaking pig Latin, dog. Maybe they just talking to each other, dog. We just don't understand that shit. A different language. I yeah. Mean, I mean, it's a you can break it down. Though. You can break it down on that level, even to the day where we have. You know, we still have stuff in regions. It's just now everything is made I mean, but there's like bird, toward the mainstream. There's bird you know, calls as far as and music. Numbers, You're gonna pick up slang in, if it's in there in the music. Yeah, but I gotta then, listen to that shit, be indoctrinated to the fuck shit, and not want. I don't want to deal with that. I'm not trying to listen to that shit. I mean, it's helpful for the way to define the errors, because that's really part of the conversation that people ain't really exposing. It's just like how, I'm trying, man. how, how, how shit was in another era. Yeah, it's like a whole, said. it's like you speaking a whole and different that, language. No, see, that's and what, then that's what I'm trying to tell it you, takes but, so many generations for it, for, but it happens quickly. That's it takes so many about. generations for it to try to define it, like, you know, Everybody's trying to find out what somebody was talking about back then. So yeah. living in real time is so much. It's like going from gra- going. it's like going from grave diggers to goddamn fifty cent. It's you like going from oh, it's like going from grave diggers to to Griselda, really. Gri- well, yeah, 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 for real. It's a whole it's a whole couple of errors that people just missed out there. Yeah. Other than what they call, and but they always react to what's caught, and the people that's more on the underground side or more on the creative side, and they gonna go left every time. Damn, they gonna go left every time. I'm just trying to turn that bitch around. Rather than somebody who like you know want to jump on the Lil John album because mm-hmm. Lil John up to now in two thousand in two thousand one. <laughs> True. How many more people did? Did Lil John records after after and some hoes in this album? Yeah, and, some, yeah. And, and and the other shit, you know. Who you with? Who you with? You know. Facts. It's not being called a response at one time.
So. <laughs> so, you just wasn't talking mm-hmm. while I was off the room. So what? <laughs> so you just wasn't talking. To oh, was, oh, hell no! Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know it was recording, bro. <laughs> I told you. Oh shit, man! Damn. I did. I could do something. At least I thought I did. Well, I'm gonna say I did tell you. I could, I could. Dog, if I was on the phone, dog, it would have been so much madness, dog. <laughs> I swear to God, I put all of my business. I would have told you. I would have told you keep it too, and just let everybody hear that shit, man. Fuck it, man. I'm just. I had to start a new life, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had to start a new life. Nah, man. Um, damn, I wish I had known. I would. I. I. I had a lot to say. I was just thinking that shit. You man. Okay. <laughs> All right. The D one and him talking about the rappers. He was talking about. He was talking about Red Ross. He was talking about. Yeah. Uh, Meek Mill. Meek, he was pretty Meek, much yeah, talking Meek about Mills. Maybach music. Um, I think he went and, down and the Jim line. Jones. It, 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 he Jim said Jones. Jim Jones. Yeah, Jim Jones. I, don't I think know Jim I Jones think Jim Jones. Jim Jones caught a caught a stray because yeah, he caught a stray. Jim like, Jones. Like, the, Jim Jones really be out the way. Like who, you know what, what I'm saying? Why Why would anybody expect? Jim why Jones would Jim Jones be in the discussion in about the discussion, like, that? Yeah, you know I mean, like I, that, he just started weird. being good. You know, it feels like that nigga's a Jim Jones fan for real, for real. That's he's a fan that's... of everybody he talks about. Yeah, so he's a fan of everybody. He so he's talks probably he's probably a Jim Jones. The fan only thing, the only thing, the only thing that gets folks going is because he's a quote unquote Christian rapper, Christian hip hop. Yeah. That don't even get has its own spot in things, you know. For I mean, it to matter, like... for it to matter, you just a dude rapping about God. I mean, and, the, and, the and, fact is, is that listen, man. And you 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 just rap about less, less less appealing. You rap about the everyday. You rap about the everyday. D one is dope now. I did D one. Oh yeah, nah. He... Somebody has to be in that beam of positivity out there and not be corny. And I rather it be him. I wish we had a D one back in the nineties. Well, slow my roll on that. A D one could have existed in the nineties and been like you could have been like uh me five me. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there was Everybody knows who I'm who I'm talking about when I refer to Me Five Me. You know. I just seen that video. Oh man, you you do not wanna if you've never heard No, man, I have not heard it, bro. I, I always remember it's a dude with you see man I'ma I'ma play it as a joke one day. One Please, day just too. Share, yeah. share, just no share, share it on my page. Bro. Okay, okay, we gonna have a whole man. Share it on page. I'm gonna start day, a man. whole bunch of stuff we, on we Facebook. Can, we can make, that, we can make that, a thread. We, we can make that. a thread for that one, man. You know, what but, I'm saying? share, share but, it on page. You know, D one could exist in the same universe as a Kendrick Lamar or J Cole. Oh, as far as like what you put out, the energy that you putting out. Of course, stuff, you know of course. What I'm I, and I, I go more on that than rather yo what you serving as your genre. You know, I I don't really did. I appreciate I what he really did, did, though. I do appreciate... The reason why I appreciate what he did is because... Because it's too prone, though. I appreciate what he did because at the end of the day, there's a lot of ways to go viral. But going viral with positivity should be the best way. Clout and chasing he, with positivity. Clout chasing I, I felt like it was a clout, clout chase. Yeah, but what with he was doing. Positivity, though. 
I mean, have you seen have you seen the opposite of that? It's disgusting, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Clou- you know, it- a pregnant chick did a backflip and a split or some shit the other day. Shout out to Sexy Red, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, man, she's been the talk of the town, ain't it? Yeah, I mean, why I mean, why not? <laughs> when, when have you ever not seen a motherfucker losing all self-respect in in the neighborhood and everybody in the neighborhood ain't talking about the motherfuckers? Like, every, like you don't know Miss Sharon that's losing her goddamn mind. Yeah, everybody yeah. know one of them. Be like, man, shit, boy. Look like she ain't been eating. I don't know. You think we need to call Aunt Susan? See, they gonna come get us. I don't know. Shit, I gotta go to work. And everybody just keep breathing, passing, living their life while Sexy Red is ruining her shit. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, at the end of the day, you can have that example or you can have the example of a dude that's just like, you know what? I'm gonna start calling rappers out. I'm gonna start calling their bullshit out how I feel it. It's his opinion. And I to think, be honest with you, yeah. it's his opinion. Yeah. But I'm, a, I'm just, he, he might be clout chasing, but I don't think that's not his opinion. I don't think he's saying that like he don't believe it. I, I think he actually believes it. He just wouldn't say it about those rappers unless those are rappers that he know that he gonna get some goddamn notoriety from. Right. Because he could have said it about any rapper. He, nope. said, he said about rappers that are known because their rappers are way worse. Why the fuck he ain't talking about them extremely... I got a daughter, man. Like, I like Rick Ross shit. And I think he should teach young men how to be a boss and all that type of shit. No, they might not kill niggas. But do you know why they killing niggas for the most part? Because old whack-ass, nasty-ass hoes. That's why. So you should be talking to them bitches. If you make women act better, they'll raise better boys. Goddamn, they'll stop making niggas do some dumb shit like having to kill people because you out here naked and fucking everybody. Now he got to fight over your ass all the time and get into it with niggas at the mall and goddamn at Wingstop and shit because you out here fucking with Calvin and shit. And goddamn, now you got to, somebody got to fight. And don't nobody want to lose the fight. And then when somebody do lose the fight, then somebody shoot somebody and then somebody, man, get the fuck out of here. I would say, my brother, just like you said, I love you too much. You know what I'm saying? To lie to you. You need to be talking to them hoes. They are the problem. Fix them. If you can fix the fucking women, you can fix the niggas. Niggas that's grown, man, we ain't listening to nobody no more. D-Rock, I love you to death, man, but whatever the fuck you tell me, I I have to go to conference. You know what I'm saying? I have to go to conference, bro. See if that shit aligns with what the fuck I'm trying to do with myself. I ain't just gonna be like, oh shit, D Rock said that's your Let me do that shit then. You know, nah. Yeah, yeah, got, yeah, yeah. I gotta yeah, go to conference. Yeah, yeah, you feel yeah. what I'm saying? I'd rather you do that than just, yeah. Yeah, just take my word for a Yeah, story. I gotta Other go to than conference. Other than what's factual. Exactly. Other than what's factual. That's and even then, even then, when you get the facts or something, you're going to have your own way of thinking about it, but you can't deny the fact. You can deny the lie, but you can't deny the truth. True, but you're a grown man, so you can always make up your own truth. You can so always make, you have free will, do what you want. You you can only make up your own truth, dog. You can you can literally manufacture your own reality, dog, as a grown man, if you so choose to, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's completely You can manufacture your own reality to where you're doing some fucked up shit. And you convince yourself that it's the most awesome shit in the world. And nobody, <laughs> nobody can tell you different, dog. You can manufacture that reality in your brain. The only thing that the only thing that makes it different is the fact that you have a whole bunch of people around you telling you like, man, dude, you're evil. Stop. Please, just stop. <laughs> but if, if, don't, if don't nobody tell you that shit, if don't nobody tell you that shit, 
then you just gonna continue on that path, bro, to the wheels fall off. And that's and that's the thing. And a real of any any real person who has been through enough shit would know to align themselves with a whole bunch of other people that's willing to go down with the ship and be just as fucked up as they are because they was all fucked up before and they not trying to go back to that shit. So whatever it takes is what the fuck they going to do. Now, if you want to convince them old ass niggas to do some shit, you out your goddamn mind. Them <laughs> niggas know. Them niggas ain't finna go backwards, niggas. You know what I'm saying? Because some young ass niggas was like, well, come back and get us, man. We need your help, man, bitch. You better talk. <laughs> you better talk to them niggas your age and the niggas that's behind you. You the leader now, nigga. They so, niggas be so Everybody. quick to call. Niggas be so quick to call nigga, man. Them niggas out of touch. This, that, and the other. They quick to say that shit. Man, Unc out of touch. Well, bitch, if Unc is out of touch, then that means you are the leader of the pack right now. Okay? That, that's what it means. I, I'm, on really. va- I'm on vacation. You, you know, no, I retired. I'm getting my pension and shit. I'm getting my hip-hop pension and shit. I'm on a tour with Nas and some shit like that, doing old songs from the 90s and shit. You running the industry, nigga. I'm just getting my money over here. But you in charge. But instead of you saying, yo, um, hey, man, can y'all niggas over there in Chicago just, hey, just, just stop killing each other. You know what I'm saying? You know, we try to get this money, that drill shit kind of popping a little bit, and we appreciate y'all if, Y'all niggas stop shooting each other over TikTok and, and, all, and all that type of shit. Like, y'all, y'all niggas, y'all, y'all being dummies right now. You're not saying that shit to There's no young nigga saying that shit to them niggas. That nigga could have been the nigga saying that shit to them niggas. Instead of the other way around talking to old niggas who've been saying this shit the whole time. We're like, y'all niggas crazy. I can't even rap. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> We've been saying this shit the whole entire time. And then the whole industry embraced music from people who are not really musicians who are just making music based off of computer programs and random chants. Goddamn. <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> just making up random words and shit. It's like watching the Wiggles with goddamn with fucking switches on their glocks, dog. That's what that shit is like. It's like it's literally like watching goddamn some shit. Dog. <laughs> dog, man. <laughs> No, it's sad. This shit's sad, son. I'm sorry, man. I ain't, have, I ain't mean to rant, but... This is like, this is like just, what my, it's, it's what so my co-worker sad. asked me today about, like, he remembers playing in the dirt, going outside, yeah. playing in the dirt, getting in the shit, you know what I'm saying? With your toys, either you had toys or you just had yeah. your imagination. Yeah, you just played in the dirt. Or oh, you find you a friend with toys. For real. Yeah. All right. That went on for like an era, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get in public school... And then you were actually one of the one of the children who experienced that shit, or have lived long long enough to experience when when uh they kept they kept um they kept religion out of schools. They used to get paddled. Oh yeah, we didn't hear number about God in school for real. Not well, at least not in IS one oh nine. But yeah, they used to uh, and um yeah, they used to beat us. And I went to private school. They used to beat us in private school. <laughs> yeah, they beat us, dog. They beat us in class in front of everybody. <laughs> we was quiet, dog. We learned like a motherfucker, dog. Didn't nobody want to get beat in the middle of class, nigga. <laughs> we was good as fuck. If anybody thinks I'm intelligent, dog, it's because I got my ass whooped in the middle of class like twice. Look, that's part of it. That's part of it. Yeah, yeah. We we remember getting folks. We remember getting folks patterned in class. Yeah. 
And then just switch it up to get paddled outside. You gonna take your outside? Oh, you going outside? Yeah, man. Yeah. You get your ass from school, man. That's what's missing. I had a friend. <laughs> I had a friend. <laughs> no. I had a friend that that was like she had a post that was like, "Where are the uh? What are all the singing dudes that they um went to church single, and single?" I'm a singing dudes? Singing, singing, singing. singing. Okay. Like, like soul singers. Okay. They went to church. All right. She said, where are all the singers with voices like Joe LaVert, Teddy P and them? I'm tired of dudes sounding like their nuts ain't dropped yet. Yeah, see, we were just talking about that a second ago, right? We was talking about the fact that the music didn't have any range. Did it sound too perfect? Yeah, I told her she that with that last with that last part she says you just answered your own question. Yeah, you did. Because motherfuckers who music sound like they nuts and drop, you can listen to the song and that nigga sound like a Jerry Curl is sweating like a motherfucker and that shit, dog. <laughs> shit sound like that nigga need a shower after after singing that song. These <laughs> niggas sound like they playing the game and singing that shit at the same time, dog. You know what I'm saying? They the passion ain't there, dog. The niggas could literally be playing the game. Be and playing Madden singing and singing the song. And singing the, same, the song. At the same damn time, bro. They <laughs> heart ain't in that shit, man. They heart ain't in that shit. You wanna know why the mother nigga, man, them niggas on cocaine and they really love that bitch that he that they were singing about and she was she was dragging his ass. That's why niggas was dying of heart attacks left and right and falling off of buildings and getting shot back in the days, goddamn. They were living that shit. They, they love them bitches, man. Like they love them. They love them fucking women. That they was. I'm sorry, you know, it's all ladies for calling y'all bitches. But I mean, but to be honest with you, you know, we call y'all bitches behind y'all back all the time. You get it. So anyway, it's some R and B stories. R and B that are more realer than the rappers' real stories. <laughs> man, no, way way harder, bro. Like the shit about uh, Ghostface Killer, bro, in the car with the Dell Fighters, and they was in the shootout and yeah, shit. No. Nigga, the guy involved, got the Dale Fonics involved in the shootout. Yeah, and look at it from the Dale Fonics standpoint. <laughs> the whole time I'm watching it, I'm not even thinking about. I'm not even thinking about how fucked up this is, but because this this nigga, this nigga Ghost man, shout out to Tony Starks too. By shout the way, out to man. Tony Starks, one of my favorite rappers. Man. man, this nigga Ghost man, he talking about it, and I'm feeling bad for him in this situation. Like, man, this this these these the cats. I I got bands like that that I listen to. I'm like, this, these are cats that he be vibing out to and be in the house and shit help his flow. Yeah. Help how he like how he like to pick beats and all that type of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, damn, I know I know he and his glee, he finally get to fuck with these niggas. And he put these niggas in a fucked up situation. And it ain't even his fault at the same time. But man, you live in the hood, that's how that shit is. Yeah. And I I hope I hope based off the footage I saw Delvonis wasn't acting as bitch made as they was, but I think I might have been as bitch made as that too, cause I'm like nigga I ain't come here for this. You know what I what ain't come here for this. <laughs> you know what like what type of shit you got us here to? <laughs> for real, for real. But nah, but that. But that, then you got to look at the situation like this. What type of fucked up situation is it for ghosts having to come to pick them up in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. These niggas should have chauffeurs yeah, and escorts or some sort, you know. Niggas was broke as shit back in them days, bro. <laughs> niggas was so broke. Exactly, my point. Niggas broke as fuck. Exactly. My point, man. Um, wow, wow, the subject is fresh on my mind. Since my podcast is, is a certain way. 
Man, we talk so much about the South and stuff. Yeah. We haven't brought up Swab House. And what what the fuck happened to him? No, just Swab House music, period. Like, uh-huh. we talk about T-Mix and stuff. We have? Yeah, 8-Ball eight ball, eight ball solo album, No More Glory. We talked about that. I mean, I keep having visions of uh, Tila's Peace of Mind album right there. And like, you know, making a real strong claim that the South, you know, he made he made a commentary like inside of his intro of the album. And then the next song after that, there was like, you know, this shit was dope, but it ain't fun no more. Because yeah. now y'all want to argue about who, where, who from and shit. We, should we all be making this money? It, you know, Peace of Mind dropped right there. Summer 96 and, you know, the East versus West thing was going on, which I think was a stupid thing that people... It was. And the funny thing about it, not that if you really, if you put it in... in There's a stupid if you thing put it that in real people true still... Con- if, you, if you put it in real true context, if anybody should have been competing, it shouldn't have been the East and the West. At all, because those two lands could have competed, could have made way better music if they weren't fucking fucking around with each other, with all that shit. And they did. Because, they could they did this shit. To be honest with you, the, the people that should have been competing with the West, that should have been worried about, that the West should have really been worried about stealing their audience, is with, and what happened actually did steal their audience was Wild House. You know what I'm saying? They didn't steal New York audience. They stole West Coast audience, bro. You know what I'm saying? They did. They locked down the South because goddamn the West, the South was West Coast up until that in Houston, and then goddamn when you got A Ball MJG, goddamn you got some. I mean, you had you had Scarface. I mean, you had you know what I'm saying. You had them. You had rap a lot, but when you got Suave House, you got that taste of of before Three Six Mafia. You got that taste of goddamn what the fuck. Memphis was about like for real, for real. When shit, you see Memphis on top of the game now because yeah, that music always been like to me. T Mix is like the the East Coast version of Dr. Dre. The way that them beats was fucking made, bro. You know what I'm saying? Him and Pimp C, and I don't know who who, who Pimp C's um uh, co-producer was, but I know he used to have bands with him and all that type of shit. But you put Pimp C, I think Pimp T- did it all. Yeah, well, Pimp C, T-Mix, and goddamn, they, those three cats, for that era, before people like Pharrell and shit came out, but those three cats in that era, for me, was making the liveest beats for their region as far as, other than New York niggas that I loved already. I'm talking about, but in, in their region, yeah, it was T-Mix in the South. It was goddamn, goddamn Pimp C in the Deep South that stretches all the way to the Midwest. And the same thing goes for goddamn T-Mix. They they kind of hit each other in the middle in Chicago. And then, shit. On the yeah. west side is Dre. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's, some, yeah. there's some dope niggas in Chicago. They probably Niggas don't know about no ID yet, but he's there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You know Definitely. I mean? Definitely. But, yeah. The ones that they, they don't really want to consider quote-unquote hip-hop. And stuff and it's just the same ones we've been listening to for years. Like it's that air test, man. That, that eight ball to MDG. Yeah, it's the air test, definitely. You, the you eight ball to MDG coming out hard. Yeah. And everything after that, that made you go and read the credits 
the who produced stuff and like at the same time Pimp C was branching out of UGK for a little bit like you knew you couldn't get no beats from him if you weren't cool with him and stuff nah, like he that. Was, he was, he That's was. why he came out with the uh with the uh I guess Big like, Mike. I guess he, he like rock, I guess Mike. he like rock, I guess he like rock him in that in that same same perspective as we were talking about earlier. Like why the fuck rock him? Just don't fucking make beats for everybody. And he discussed and he discussed like it's not discussed how Pimp just didn't produce for everybody. But it's it's also not discussed that Pimp preached. You know, he practiced what he preached with a I think we down know, south country don't you rap too. Don't you know the same thing? Don't you think that you... I, I, now that you say it like that, like, I think I feel the same way as a producer. Like, I don't go just... Actually, I do. I'd rather go search out somebody and be like, man, I want to make make some music with you than have a bunch of people call me and say I want to beat sometimes. Just, just for the simple fact that it's just certain people I want to make music with. And, like, shit. It's always good to make money making music. Of course, that's 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 basically the, the goal, to make money doing something you love. At the same time, that you have to compartmentalize that with um, what you want to do with, with, with an art form that you respect, you know what I'm saying, that you care about. And you have to know which one is, you know, whether integrity or, or you know, your pockets is what's more important or can you can you kind of justify one or the other and I always felt like I rather I rather not just give music to everybody I rather I rather it be a, a dope song that I want to listen to for real for real and that's probably what, the reason why most rappers well most rap people who can rap that do make beats too Really, really just don't want to give shit to everybody, man. It's just like, man, shit, I could have rap to that shit myself. Man, fuck. Kind of fuse you to be like, man, let me put out an album or some shit like that. Because why should I let this nigga fuck this shit up? I'm sorry all the guys that fuck some of my shit up. Man. I'm, not, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> I'm not talking about y'all, man. Man, it's all incredible. It's all incredible, man. Oh. Hey, that, that's a balance in the music. Fourth year anniversary, man. Shout out to that. That's a balance man. in the music that needs to be that needs to be with like you know, uh, with all of the. I wouldn't call it outbursts, but it's just like people are telling folks real shit. Like, Nicky D has gone on record about not just how we are deep into the prostitution era in rap music. I think it's been a whole time. It's roots to that, and I get to that. But Nicky D said we're in the prostitution. We we in the it's prostitution. So, it's so era clear, dog. It is so clear. Like really, it's they really clear. play. You know, ain't even playing in your face with it. But it's just like you, you know. See what I was doing the timeline earlier? Yeah. The reason why I was doing the timeline yeah. is because that happened in the eighties. Yes, it did. It happened. It also happened in the eighties, man. The prostitution era of. It's not about rap. It's not about hip hop. It's the fact that they didn't turn hip hop into pop. So these are pop stars now. Yeah, yeah. They're not rappers. Rappers are people who actually have a skill. They do not have a skill. They they get on stage and do shit that the average person would not want their daughter to do for money. With highly production, 
produce beats and, and goddamn stadium lights and all that type of shit in front of them. It's, it's I like, think this is the simplest way. It's like watching the like the Power Rangers at Radio's damn city music hall and you're seven years old, basically. And they just hop around the stage with a bunch of pyrotechnics and shit and do karate moves and none of them niggas know karate. Anyway, that's what it is. It's a spectacle. It's a clown show. So, yeah. Um... Nobody gives a shit about about them musically, so your question was again. I, don't, I I mean, I really don't even know how to respond to. I mean, I I actually think about whack ass music like at least. Okay, the, uh, day. that was a. Uh, that's that's a video I keep saying. We already talked about the D one thing. Okay. All right, and what I get from that is, they're just basic. They're basically. Hip hop has always been had a balance to it, yeah. You know, it ain't really been super duper positive. Cause like, all right, on one side you have, let's just say, oh, you have no, my bad. you have X Clan, Public good. Enemy, and oh. stuff, and then on the I'm, other side you have Too Short, uh, Ice T. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's always been positive and negative throughout. Positivity get get some. Get it get it gets its rain over some, and then when the negative is, you know, wh- or what is la- labeled as negative, like say Snoop, and then everybody follow behind Snoop. You know, there's always a negative influence because there's always somebody out here copycatting somebody, and then do that same style of music. Okay, so what? So I'm I'm going back. I, I hear what you. I heard what you said, and I'm going back to what we were talking about with Nikki D because that's what I was. That's right, that's right. We're in the prostitution era of the yeah, shit. It's roots to it, and, right. and the roots of it is basically who I just I named a couple of people. Exactly. Uh, too short. Yeah. Too short. When he was talking about the pimps and hoes and everything, mm-hmm. I I usually see that as a metaphor. For the record industry itself. Yeah, but the Mac came you know, out first, right? Born the Mac did. No, yeah. I'm talking about the Mac, the movie. Oh, the Mac, the movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, at the end of the day, if that's your superhero nigga, like some people like Superman, but that nigga had he wore drawers outside of some tights and shit. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't look like, he like nobody in your hood, and you could not fly. Right, you cannot shoot lasers out your I eyes. got it. I got. I got what you're saying. So therefore, yeah. you know, maybe a little white boy can look up to Superman because his life is gravy. It's gravy. He do feel like Superman. His dad actually let him wear a cape. We bought him, bought him a whole little Superman suit that he can run around the house in. This little he run saying whoosh and all that type of shit in the house, thinking he's flying and shit. Cause his life is awesome. Got oatmeal raisin cakes and shit made. Goddamn, life is good. Meanwhile, little nigga living the hood. He watched Superfly with his brother or the Mac. Curtis Mayfield playing in the background. Harry Jackson playing on other days. So either you praying to God or you praying to the Almighty Dollar. And this is your life. And then when you walk out your house, same nigga you saw in the movie that could stab everybody and still live and do karate. Somehow you learn karate from somewhere. And fuck up everybody bad in the neighborhood and still be a bad guy and a good guy at the same time. 
then that's what the fuck you become. That's what the black man has become in every single, almost every single rap song, the anti-hero, bro. Yeah. They, 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 they not heroes, nigga. They not goddamn saviors, nothing. They're the anti-heroes. They just motherfuckers that's in it for themselves. If they get a chance to do something nice, they might. Otherwise, they'll just go on their own mission. If their mission ends up helping people in the progress, then they'll do it. And that's what everybody's rap career is sounding like in their raps. And I think that's what the homeboy was trying to say. It's like people will be at anth- Well, that's what I'm trying to say with Rick Ross and Meek Mills and, and, and a lot of other cats that's that's rapping about stuff that you might not want to hear all the time. I'm like the anti-heroes, man. You know, they just the guys that tell me what the fuck is going on. Now, you could be on the other side and tell your other side of the story. They, don't, they shouldn't, it shouldn't be up to them to tell your story for you. No. Everybody needs to know the everybody needs to know the yin and the yang, nigga. Everybody needs to know that yeah. I nigga, if you wanna be so blessed by God and you think that at the end of the day all I gotta do is just keep praying and all that type of shit and, and, and not go out into this world and nothing bad is gonna happen to me, yeah, alright then, thanks guy. You know, they kinda fucked your God up, bro, on on some real dumb shit. So I appreciate you with that. But you know, I'll take my chances. Like, I love Jesus. Don't want to be him, though. You know what I'm saying? I could love any. I could love any being, anything. But maybe I don't want to be crucified. That might just be on me from a religious standpoint. If I do want to give my life for something, I'm pretty sure there's a reason for me to give my life for something. But the damn sure ain't gonna be for some niggas just telling you, you better do better, nigga. What the fuck? <laughs> It's not gonna. That's not gonna be the reason, you know what I'm saying? Now I choose to believe, believe anything, bro. Like on some real shit. Like, I think every single, every single reason you should do something should be for the betterment of your species, your people, your family, your tribe. You know what I'm saying? It should be for them. And if you're not doing it for them, then you should be doing it completely for you, so that you're not a burden to other people. That's basically it. Like niggas be making shit like extra hard and shit. Like, why don't you just say these kids stupid and bad as they parents? Let them listen to this dumb ass shit. Goddamn, why you got to blame niggas? Like I said, man, porn been out for a minute. Shit, I watched porn as a goddamn, as a kid. And shit, I, nigga, I ain't no pussy till I was like 20-something years old. The point I'm trying to say is that I seen it, didn't do it. <laughs> Saw it, didn't do it. <laughs> if fucking kids are seeing shit and then doing it is because somebody's giving them the opportunity to do it. It's just that damn simple. I don't even see the damn it's ten o'clock where the fucking kids at commercials on no more. <laughs> y'all niggas y'all don't know where the fuck y'all children at for the most part. <laughs> So, to have a PSA drop like that at that time, yeah, like you know, it's ten o'clock. Do you know where your children are? Yeah. How bad was society at that time? The way they had the TV to a tell lot, them a lot better than now. <laughs> <laughs> a lot fucking better than now is what it is. Okay? Oh man, a lot better than now, bro. Because at that point, parents actually actually thought they had control of their children. 
they never really did, but the kids kind of had a level of respect. Now the kids just like, I'm just going to file for emancipation online. You know what I'm saying? You ain't young man <laughs> kid no more. That nigga moved out. 16 years old, just left the house, goddamn, with a book bag. And goddamn, you still got to pay child support somehow. You don't even know how that shit happened. Oh, whatever, man. Dude, this, this, ain't, this ain't what it is. As far as people trying to goddamn make make rap make it seem like it's the rapper's fault, man. It man, it's the parents because there's always been negative influence out here in this world, and you can't expect rappers to goddamn stop being artists. I know the reason why I say this, man, is because I actually at first I wasn't feeling Rick Ross because I thought Rick Ross shouldn't have said nothing, but now at this point it's kind of pissing me off, and I'm on Rick Ross's side. Because it's a nigga that write raps for a living. I'm like, nigga, do you know how, how fucking hard it is to put this shit together and love this shit, man? How many fucking lines I said, nah, I'm not going to say that, or this, that, and the other, and I haven't switched up and truncated and all that type of shit. And bitch, you mean to tell me, you finna tell me how to fucking write? And I'm rich? Off of writing? <laughs> Man, <laughs> what the fuck you telling me to stop doing? You know what I'm saying, nigga? Stop doing what you're doing. Why? Because you said so, motherfucker? Man, please, go out here and help all them goddamn kids you want to. I'm rapping, nigga. That's what this shit sounds like. Sound like. And the thing is, is that, you know, honestly, man, Rick Ross and, and Meat Mills are not being listened to by young kids. Talk about they, you making music for the kids to listen to. Man, don't, ain't no kids listening to no goddamn Rick Ross. No, they are not. Okay? They are not. I know, you know how I know they not? Because there's some nigga named FMLA 2K57, goddamn, who has 73,000 million views <laughs> on goddamn TikTok and goddamn whatever. YouTube. And YouTube. And all he's doing is walking a poodle through a neighborhood with some with some music playing behind him. He ain't even rap. He just made one sound and put up an NFT um, hashtag or some shit, whatever QR code, and that was it. And this this nigga's making it. That's who your kids are listening to. They're not listening to Rick Ross. They're not listening to Rick Ross. No. The niggas who actually shoot niggas and do all that crazy shit. Those are your friends. Those are 30 and above, motherfucker. <laughs> and if you really think a song is going to stop and change those niggas' lives, hell nah. Only gun wounds in prison or the death of somebody, only tragedy changes those people's lives. When you old as fuck and you still doing dumb shit, only something tragic or a, a complete epiphany. Hopefully you have an epiphany. That's not normal for most people, but... <laughs> Hopefully you just wake up one day and be like, mm, I don't want to be that person anymore. It's possible. It can't happen. It can't happen. It really does, though. So, most Christian people would say if you pray enough, one day you do just what you like. You light a candle, and then you go to church, and then they throw some holy water on you, and some nigga put his hand on your forehead, shake you a little bit, and then toss your ass across the room, and then when you get up, all of a sudden, <laughs> you a good person now. <laughs> And I understand how that could seem logical to somebody that just needs a symbolic view of what it means to, to be saved and be a good person. 
Um, it just seems like I'm a little bit too skeptical to go through that whole situation and not just slide across the goddamn floor and just turn around and walk out and never come back. And, <laughs> and feel embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? Just, I kind of feel embarrassed because I wore some nice clothes and shit and this nigga just threw me down on the ground in front of everybody. You know what I'm saying? And I got to get back up and lie about how my life has changed because I'm lying. I'm lying. And I know I'm lying. You know how I know I'm lying? Because no person is goddamn perfect enough to ever be the person that they really, really want to be. That's the whole point of life. All you do is try to be the person that you want to be every day. And then you learn different ways how to be that person based off of the situation that you find yourself in. You can't be one good person. Every situation is different. You have to be one good person in this situation, one bad motherfucker in this situation, one greedy motherfucker in this situation. You have to be a whole bunch of different people based off a situation. So just being a good person will get you fucked. That'll get you fucked. That doesn't even make sense. You put everything in, in one in one book bag and be like, man, well, you know, you know, whatever happens, God got me. Man, God made you smarter than this motherfucker. So, anyways, without talking more about religion and all that type of shit, as it relates, as it pertains to what we were talking about with the hip-hop shit, stop making motherfuckers feel bad for saying fucked up shit. We live in a world where people say fucked up shit. We live in a world where we watch movies that has a whole bunch of murder in it and all that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Law and order, people that go to church every, every week watch Law and Order and all that type of shit, that shit is full of... I bet y'all like SVU unit the best where motherfuckers get raped and shit. So what I'm trying to say is there's a whole bunch of negativity on television in so many different aspects and the niggas that talk negative shit on television, it's for adults. The kids that listen to it, you're not teaching your kids right if they believe that shit. If they see everything on television they believe that shit, then they stupid. And they only stupid because of you. They're not stupid because of no rappers or nothing like that. It's because of you. Like, for real, for real. Like, I I watched a whole lot of cartoons as a kid, man. I never tried to drive a car with my feet. Um, <laughs> I never I never fucking just said, you know what? Let me let me goddamn um, jump off the side of a mountain because I'm lying on. Uh, it's a lot of shit that I saw as a kid that I would never do as an adult. So, I mean, it's just, I'm just saying the shower phone. If your children are dumb enough to listen to rappers, man. I watch wrestling, man. I I never I never jumped off a steel cage onto a table. <laughs> I saw kids on, on, on television that did that. Those those kids they, they hurt now. That shit is on jacket. You see you see this shit on jackass and shit. They're they're hurt people now. <laughs> a lot of them had overdoses and shit because they were very high. And if that's your children, you weren't taking good care of them. So that's all y'all. I'm just leaving that here. Stop blaming rappers on bad parenting. <laughs>